Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tammy. And I'm Erin. And this is our seventh episode podcast. Yes, in this episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing season three, episode 13 of Seventh Heaven. The title of the episode is The Tribes That Bind, or if you are in Germany, it is called Struggle for Power. I like that one. Uh, yes. Um, the Tribes That Bind being, I think, a, like, I don't know, they, uh, an, allusion tri- tri- to. an allusion to the ties that bind, the Bruce Springsteen song. Bruce! <laughs> Brucey. Brucey! Um, so. Matilda shout out. Matilda yeah. shout out. If you don't get that. Stop listening. No, no, please keep listening. Please stay. Please stay. Or just watch Matilda. Um, (laughs) So anyway, written, starring, directed Danny DeVito. Oh my God. He did everything on that movie. Okay. So back to this episode. Uh, Our IMDb user synopsis is, with the twins' birth impending, Eric makes the kids' life miserable by fussing and over-planning, yet blames Matt for preparing the youngsters for what's ahead. Annie adds to the mess by inviting over the Hamiltons, just so Patricia can help her ward off the parish busybodies who force the baby shower on her so they can snoop around the church-owned home. Ruthie acts as if a victim when classmate Bobby points out her underwear visible by failing to wear school regulation shorts. Her elder siblings are pushed to confront Bobby's family, Bobby's family, excuse me, but his brothers aren't only taller, like their dog, they also bond with Matt and Mary and end up turning on the brats together. Okay, I do not agree with that user summary about her playing the victim. I know, because none of the things that happened should have happened. Exactly. Bobby sucks. But also Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> We're going to call him Bobby from now on. His name is Bobby. So anyway, uh, this is a, I guess a scene by scene. It's kind of all bound together. Like the, the tribes, tribes are. Yes. So my first impression of uh, this episode was, one, a a vast improvement on the other episode that dealt with racism, because guess what? They used the word racist. Right. Congratulations, Seventh Heaven. You are growing up. building up up the courage to say it. It took you two and a half seasons, but you did it. It was 1999, and that could definitely be off. I think in in 1999, could be off-putting to people. Which is just, like, ridiculous. I know it's a ridiculous thing to say. Yes, because we should not care about the feelings of racists because they're racist. Right. If you can't hear, like, the word racist or racism, well, it it doesn't matter. You're going to hit these. Well, yeah. If you're you're a racist, please, like, learn from your racism by not doing it. Yeah. Uh, Right. And this episode. And this episode will, like, try to do that in... I don't know. I don't think it succeeded completely. I have feelings and thoughts. Uh, I like. Uh, I had to stop taking notes a bunch of times because I was just emotionally too uh, unavailable. Yes, because <laughs> of this episode. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Uh, as Aaron said, it's a, mostly going to be a scene by scene kind of thing. Everybody's stories kind of meld together. I think there's really yeah, they're about. I think there's really what like three three things going on, but there's only yeah. two real main stories. I would say that's true. Um, Can we just... Never mind. Let's just start. Okay. So it starts cold open. Annie is at the grocery store. No, she's nope. not. I lied. Ruthie is getting into the car where Mary is picking her up. Simon's already in there. And Lucy is not there. And we learn very quickly that she is at camp all by myself, which is like some retreat, like, I don't know, a Zen retreat. Like Do you think we should... Let's just like get, get to it later. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, so that's, then we are introduced to Bobby. Bobby Trip. Bobby Trip. Because Ruthie had a rough day at school because she says here that she was on the slide. Yes. When it happened that I guess her like her skirt came up when she was on the slide and like Bobby saw her underwear and then was like teasing her all day. About seeing her underwear. Yeah. Uh, so, we get some very violent imagery from Ruthie about what she likes to, what she would like to do to Bobby to to get back at him. him. Uh, and then she she's trying to enlist Mary and Simon to help her fight Bobby or like she's like I need to make him apologize but also I need him to shut up. So she goes Bobby said that I he has an older brother and I said I do too so you better be ready Simon. Um then we're at the grocery store with... With Annie yep. being very... She's much more pregnant than she was last episode. I guess they heard our critiques. Yeah, she does not. She did not look that preg- as pregnant as she should have. Because I think she has the babies in the next episode. Really? So na- Yeah, so now they're just like making her like, oh, look at how big she is now. She does look about ready to burst. Um, we have another... Healthy Choice was definitely a sponsor of 7th Heaven because she pauses... She spends a lot of time in front of... The free like a, an ice cream freezer that's barked like healthy choice, um, and she has this whole long conversation with this woman, who Mrs. Comes Beaker, up, Mrs. Beaker, who is a church lady. Uh, who I will say I did not like when she first appeared on this show early in season one, and I continue. She was nosy. She's just like nosy, and I continue to hate her now. Uh, and she's like, "Oh, well, you can't have the babies yet. You, we we haven't had thrown you a baby shower." And Annie's like, "No, I don't want a baby shower." And they. She's just like, okay, so we'll be over tomorrow. And she's like, no, we're definitely not having a baby shower at my house. And this woman just pushes herself on Annie, and Annie is sad, and she almost falls in a freezer. Right. Uh, And that is the cold open, and that leads us into the opening credits and then the uh, rest of the episode. So before we get into the rest of the episode, I just want to say, because Lucy is separated from the rest of the family this entire episode, I think we could just... Go through Lucy, like, just say what Lucy's doing and then never talk about it again. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Because <laughs> it's not important. It's not important at all. So as Aaron said earlier, Lucy is at a camp called All By Myself and, Camp. Yeah. And like I said, it's like, first of all, we couldn't figure out. It's they, All the other kids still have school. So we were like, she's just missing school. And it's like some sort of, like, retreat. For the weekend? Where she... No, but they go. They went. They were at school when she... When, I think this was a Friday. When, yeah. So... It's like uh, you learn to be by yourself, I guess, which is a thing Lucy needs well, desperately. Mary says that the reason Lucy wanted to do it is because before, it, while she's in a relationship with Jordan, she wants to make sure that she still is po- like powerful or like she's independent a- as like a single person before she is as a double person <laughs> or a person a with somebody else. A couple. A couple. Um, but she very quickly learns that it's not about that. It's literally about being by yourself the entire time. Which I think is like kind of this, if you're like alone. You like, But somehow she gets a phone. Yes. And so her entire storyline is just throughout the episode, there are like little scenes of her calling the Camdens at home and she's like, what are you doing? I, I need to like, I need to talk to someone and they all, none, no one wants to talk to her because she's like, I'm going crazy. I didn't know that like I was going to be here. All the, by myself. Yeah. Um, it looks like what's happening is I guess it's a camp full of like singular cabins, like very small cabins and all of the kids that are at this camp stay in a cabin by themselves. It actually seems a little bit like a, like prison. <laughs> she's like, uh, yeah. Well, she has a phone and she has a lamp because she does shadow puppets. Yes. And that's it. That's that's yeah. really. Eventually, by the end of it, she has like this mantra about like I'm all, I'm I'm okay with myself and myself is okay with me or something like something like that. Yeah. But anyway, Lucy's just the worst, and even though she's far away. 
Yeah. Yep. Bothering the family. Can't be by herself. Um, so the when we come back from the opening credits, it's all of the kids are sitting on the couch. Well, can we talk about the fact that... The shoes. Yes. The feet. The feet. Uh, not to make this weird, but I'm going to make this weird. Somebody has a foot fetish. Uh, everybody... For, They've done this before, right? right they, Haven't they been in, into the feet before? Yeah. Like, it's a repeat of that where everybody's just focusing on... The whole, like, the beginning of the scene is all focused on the feet. So you have the Rev pacing back and forth, in his sh- like, and all you see is his shoes. And then you have all the kids marching down, and then they're all sitting in, like, uh, I was going to say height order, but that's not it. It's age order. Yeah. And uh, Ruthie makes some fashion choices by wearing a cowboy boot on one foot and, like, glittery, like, Dorothy slippers on the other foot. And then you have all the rest of the feet. But everybody's wearing shoes. Everyone's got shoes on. Maybe it's a shoe fetish, not a foot fetish. Maybe. Mm. Uh, Yeah. But the Rev is going through the pre-delivery plan. Yeah, it's the pre-baby delivery drill. And it's just like, after your mother has the babies, everyone's assignments for, like, keeping the house running smoothly... Um, I think Barry is like doing. Well, he's like I'll do laundry. Oh no, I said Mary. Oh, but I thought, <laughs> no, it's like the Rev is like doing laundry. I think that um, Matt's in charge of cooking the meals. Mary is. I forget what she's, she's driving people around. Oh, she's yeah, she's, she's a carpool chauffeur. person. Um, Which um, makes what happened in the last episode make sense. The reason that she got or like the way she that went to the pool hall. Yeah, she, she drove. So we're assuming she can now drive on her own. Yeah, she can drive on her own. We just saw her driving on her own. Yeah. So. Uh, and Simon is like, whatever, I forget what it is. And then Ruthie has to water the plants. Um, and that's, you know. It's just whatever, comedy, blah. Yeah. Um, They've but, got it so, like, Matt's like mouthing the words before the Rev says yeah. them because, like, he's been through the pre-baby delivery drill. Now this is his sixth time. Yeah. So, like, he, well, it no, be his fifth, fifth time. <laughs> he was a baby. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was the one he being was the born. Ba- he was being born. But, uh, so, comedy. Um Wait, it's then, the fourth time. You Well, Matt was born, and no. he was alive for... for Mary, Mary, Lucy, Lucy Simon. Simon. Oh, it is the fifth. Who are the kids? <laughs> it's the fifth, you're right. Who's on the show? Okay. Uh, so, then... Uh, well, they, the basic setup for this scene, right, is that the Rev... You can clearly tell that the Rev is super nervous, even though he's done this. He's the one that's done this six times already. Yes. Um, but he also, like... But it also kind of sets up... He's only done it five times already. This is the sixth time. This is the sixth time. Correct. Um... But the but the kids are now having conversations on their own. Like each person will later in the episode have a conversation. Well, what, we okay, okay, let's go. Right. Um, so then Annie gets home from the grocery store and he's like, "Go get the bags out of the car." Well, first he's like, "You know what to do," and they all start going upstairs. And he's like, "The groceries." groceries yeah. Um, then Annie is kind of lamenting in the kitchen to the Rev about like, oh. The stupid baby shower is happening, um, and she goes. She goes. Maybe I can get. She's like, I need to go invite Patricia. Maybe I can get her to come, so I don't have to kill myself. I just want to point out uh, because I think we missed it in the last episode, uh, but the the what are we doing thing has oh, yeah. uh, has passed. It, it like has become bigger than just Ruthie now. Uh, in the last episode, Ruthie changed it around to what are you doing when she was being suspicious of uh, Mary and Lucy. But in this episode, we have Matt turning it around and asking uh, Ruthie, Ruthie what what, she, what are we, we doing? doing? Yeah. So I I like that. I like that it's becoming They're playing with it. They yeah. Think it's yeah. It's good. So. Um, as Annie is on the phone with Patricia asking her to come over. Patricia, who has lost a lot of weight. Right. And like, 
I just noticed, but I, I don't know. It's not, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to comment on like. No, but, yeah. obviously. But it's just but the it's thing just that's happened. thing that I noticed and I was like, oh. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> she's laying in bed looking huge. Uh, and Or not, not Patricia, Annie. <laughs> 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 I thought we weren't going to comment on it. Uh, no. Um, so Patricia says, "Of course we'll be there, and that the rest of the Hamiltons will also like spend time with the with the Camdens." Um, and Ruthie's watering the plants, which is her job, and she comes and lays down with Annie, and they have like a nice mother daughter moment. That's an incredible mo- yes. mother daughter moment because Ruthie is like that stupid Bobby won't stop uh, like harassing me because he saw my underwear, and she says that she was on the swings now, and she yes. says the slide in the first scene, so. Whatever. Maybe it was a multiple-time incident. Yeah. Yeah. And she makes, like, the best point that anyone on that show has yes. ever made. And she says, why Why do I have to wear shorts because boys at school can't stop looking at girls' underwear? Yeah. And she <laughs> said, why should girls have to suffer because boys are losers? Yes. And he's like, well, why is the world like this? And I'm like, this is a great point. And this is actually very far ahead of its time, I feel like. Um, I love that they did this. This yeah. is so good. Because I feel like... like she I feel doesn't like want to wear shorts. She yeah. doesn't have to wear shorts. <laughs> well, you know, it's the whole thing about how, like, uh, uh, dress codes in high schools or, like, schools generally are like, oh, girls can't wear tank tops because it's too... It'll distract people. people like, like, their like, bare arms are going to... Or, like, shoulders. Oh, my yeah. God. Or, like, oh, shorts. Oh, no, thighs. What am I going to do? <laughs> I see a thigh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I have to, I have to touch that so, person. Or, because... like, I'm so distracted I can't focus on what I'm supposed to be focusing on. It's uh, all stupid. Um, but for them to have said I, this in 1999... And is, for Ruthie to know at seven? Yes. Like, to just be like, this isn't fair. It's amazing. I mean, it's. I guess that is a very childlike... It's like a child's like kind of innocence and like, why? Like, this is stupid um, and kind of like that innocent kind but of But it's like, very progressive and it's. I'm, I'm glad that they did this. And it's not something they brush away. It's something that they follow throughout the rest of the episode, yeah. which I'm very happy about. So... Um, I don't even know. So, so Simon, I think the first Simon is the first one who's talking to Matt no, I, well, about the ba- uh, baby's coming. No. Oh, well, I, I have that uh, the Rev is doing laundry. Uh, oh, yeah. And the Rev uh, has, like, a conversation with Simon. The only thing I remember about that scene, really, is that well, Simon we was reading it, we, Smart Money. We glossed over where, in the beginning, we said this, Matt was talking to Ruthie, like, all of the other kids, and right. was like, Kind of like, oh, once the twins, like, come through that door, like, life has changed forever. They're going to need a lot of time, attention. Like, it's just, you know, we're a family of nine when they come home and everything is different. So, and he's, like, kind of portraying it. Not a great light. He's, he's like, you know, because the Rev was like, everything's going to be fine. So then he has this conversation with Simon. And Simon kind of echoes, like, oh... Life's, this is all going to change. Life yeah. will never be the same. He's like, you know, there's two of them. There's only one of me. Like, what's... And this is kind of like the theme of the episode. Um, also in the conversation with Matt, they have a really interesting, like, uh, uh, like metaphor as to what happens when a child is born. Or I guess like a simile. I don't know. <laughs> what did they but, say? But no, they, they, when they're like, oh, you know, you don't know what you're going to get with a baby. Either you're going to, it's going to be like a crapshoot or maybe you'll have like a big winner. It's like when you yeah, go gambling. Yeah. Um, so I, that was in, like I want to know what each of the Camden kids think like of the other ones like who was a winner and who was a loser like yeah <laughs> I guess they all think because they're like oh well the babies will come and you'll get used to them and it won't you know you're gonna grow to love them because they're just gonna be here now like all the time and they're like babies they're not people yet um, the so. first Hamilton now to show up is uh, Nigel uh, that evening yeah because he needed to bring over. The, the Hamiltons have a big coffee pot, and they need it for the baby shower. 
and I think uh, this is the first of the fights between the Trip family and the Camden family. So uh, Bobby shows up, and uh, he's like, "I'm here," <laughs> and Ruthie's like, "It's time." So Nigel and Simon come out. Uh, and so does Happy. And when we get outside, we see Bobby, the, his dog, Sid Vicious, <laughs> and, um, and his older brother, Daryl. So Daryl and Simon are the same age. So we, we get that there's, like, a past antagonizing relationship between Daryl and Simon. Yeah, because he calls, he, uh, I think he calls um, <laughs> the Simon Peroxide Kid. Yes, Peroxide Kid. I just looked down at my notes, and I have one that says, Lucy can't be alone because she is the devil. <laughs> Thing I wrote. Oh, good, good. So. Um, they so the first thing. So what happens here is that Lucy makes this battle cry and Ruthie. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Ruthie makes a battle cry like after exchanging like words to each other. Uh, Ruthie's like, "Ooh, it's time to fight." So she makes this battle cry, and I thought it was racist. Yes, I thought it was like some sort of appropriation of uh, Native American like tribe battle cries. Um, but it's not. It's actually the battle cry from Xena, the Which warrior we've heard princess. Before, yes. And I think it plays into like Ruthie being a strong, independent woman. Right. Like this uh, her role model is yeah, Xena. Yeah, so she's like a badass. Uh, so don't worry, Ruthie's not being racist. In case um, you, you watched this episode. And you were worried. She's not. Um, and she, like, they go to fight, but Nigel holds Simon back. And Nigel, like, says something about how Dr. King, like, says that, you know, vi- like, violence is not the answer. But then um, Daryl calls him Point Dexter and says, like, like starts, like, saying yeah, bad things about Yeah, in front of, like, Nigel, and then Nigel's, like, ready to fight. But, right, the battle cry happens again, and then uh, Simon has to hold Nigel back. He's like, what did, what did Dr. King say about peace and stuff? Yeah. So it's, this is now the setup of, like, Trips versus Camdens. Um, the, the fight has begun. The fight has begun. Um, I think the next real scene we have, because Ruthie's, like, disappointed. There's no fight happening. Yeah. Um... I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. Her whole thing is trying to get the families fight, to fight. fight. Um, is, oh, I just have pop dart written down. So I think Ruthie's, like... <laughs> Sitting on, like, Mary's, like, chest. It's, a, it's the next morning. She's eating a strawberry pop tart. And uh, Mary goes, are you... Like, because her eyes are closed because she's still trying to sleep. Are you sitting on me and... Uh, eating a pop tart. And, like, dropping crumbs everywhere. And she's like, uh, no. But instead of, like, not do... I'm, or eating the rest of the pop tart. She or, throws it at Lucy's bed. And I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah, because, like, Mary was like, I can smell the crumbs on me. And then she throws so many crumbs in Lucy's bed now. I just want to say, for our listeners, very quickly, I'm very upset that Pop-Tarts stopped, stopped making the watermelon Pop-Tart flavor. Uh, they stopped that, like, when I was little, and I'm, like, that was my favorite thing to eat for breakfast, because I hated porridge, so. Yeah, they made it a, a long, they stopped making it a long time ago. When you said that, I was like, was that it? Did they bring it back briefly? I don't know. I don't know, but. I feel like they might have brought it back b- b- briefly. <laughs> like, uh, like, Crystal Pepsi is, like, back for <laughs> All right, anyway. So it's the day of the baby shower, and uh, I think... Are the Hamiltons here yet? Yeah, Patricia and... Uh, well, some... They're not all there yet, because Patricia and... Oh, I think Well, they all get to... The first time we see them is when they go to the Trips house, but Patricia right. and Annie are in the kitchen, like... Setting up. Preparing a crudité uh, and setting up. The doorbell rings. And... And it's Mittens, our favorite! <laughs> and she was like... I'm oh. here. <laughs> yeah, she's sure. She's like, I'm here. She's like, did I miss the shower? Did I miss all the games and everything? And then well, the Rev answers the door, and he's like, no, it doesn't start until 
one and it's 11 o'clock. And she's like, oh, I guess there are too many ones on the invitation because I thought it was 11. But we learned that she's disappointed because she hates, she's like, I'm going to have to pin the umbilical cord on the baby and guess the birth weight. And I hate those games. Um, Mittens is all of us. Yeah. She just wanted to show up and like eat the food, food and leave. And leave. <laughs> So Mittens is early and uh, walks into the Love Den, which is like the prime location of the baby shower, where the uh, where we have... Who's waiting there? Uh, I think it's the Rev, Matt, uh, Rev Hamilton, and John. Oh, yeah, it's all the, the men who, Yeah, so... And she's like, I didn't know this was co-ed. I would have gotten a... I would have brought, brought a, a date. date or something. She's like, I did not bring a date because I couldn't get a date. <laughs> We're like, we believe you, Mittens. We oh, know yeah. your hot stuff. Uh, Mittens says the only thing that she needs to, like entertain herself is um the remote like she starts remote. watching xena yeah she watches xena but she asked for something else too yeah i don't know i don't know what the other thing was but yeah. she but it's the remote so she's Maybe watching xena which means that mittens and ruthie have similar role models role models which is great maybe mittens is another one of ruthie's role models maybe maybe anyway um th- i think then the two reverends and the two eldest sons uh leave for their yeah, because they're like, it's not co-ed. We're going out. We're just hanging out here. We're about to go to get, like, lunch or something. Then we are, see the rest of the uh, Hamilton children. We marry... We're on the front lawn of, of the, trip the trip home. Household. And all of... So it's Mary, Keisha... I'm trying to think of the order they're standing in. The d- Happy, Ruthie, Simon, and Nigel. And... And Lynn. And Lynn. Um, and uh, then out comes... Bobby, his brother—I can't remember all the brothers' names. Daryl and he comes his out with two two of his brothers. Mark, uh, Daryl, we've already been introduced to, and Mark is sixteen and he's Mary's age. Yeah. Uh, Mark and Mary have not seen each other for what I guess feels like a long time because they're like Mary, Mark. <laughs> yeah, they're neighbors, so they're like. He was like, I should start looking over the fence more often. Uh, and basically, there's a love connection. Yeah, they send like. The, the, they're standing in like a straight line, and Mark and Mary go out and meet in the middle. Yeah. And then they're just like. Hi, we should go out sometime. Like, are you still, are you seeing anyone? And she's like, I'm actually in I'm between, between someone's. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, let's go out on a date. And she's like, great, I'll be home from church at 1130 tomorrow. He's like, expect to call at 1131 because like, he is thirsty. Yes, thirsty. So uh, Ruthie is really disappointed with her older sister and Bobby is really disappointed with his older brother. And that no fight happens again. Yeah, and they all just kind of walk all away. All troops retreat fine. to their respective lines. Yes, uh... And then I think all the kids go back to the baby shower. That's so. Oh, there is a Arnold Schwarzenegger reference because um, he's like, like yeah. "I'll be back," and then he goes, "Make my day." <laughs> so. Oh, and also the music that they cho- chose for all the fight scenes, or like almost fight scenes, is like this weird like march to their deaths. It's not as obviously good as the Star Wars death march, but it's like it's trying to be. Uh, yeah. So. All of that. Oh, the reason that uh, Mittens is watching Xena is because she loves the tumbling on Xena, and she was a tumbler herself yes. in her youth. I was going to say, we have to get back to Mittens, the star of the episode. Um, so I think the next scene we have is the restaurant. I know I have the, fir- oh. the next scene I have is all the rest of the church ladies showing up. We oh, gather it's now 1 yeah. p.m. Oh, my God. So uh, the church ladies are your stereotypical, nosy, like... Let's oh. not make... St- no, I'm, no, are I'm there not stereotypes say- about church ladies? No, no, no. I'm saying that they, their stereotype, like the stereotype okay. that they're doing. I'm not saying that church ladies are stereotypical. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying that these... These women are portrayed as like, what, I guess... I don't know. I, don't, I, I get what you're saying. You're just like, they're 
kind of like creating they're all the same and they're like just there yes to be. that's what i'm saying they're, they've all been very generalized into one group uh of like older like older to like middle-aged to older women who are there mostly because this is their first chance to be inside the reverend's household and they're like oh the church pays for it we might as well you know like they I think wish, they have some sort of yeah. like entitlement to know what's going on mrs beaker is clearly like the leader yeah. um and when she walks in, she's like, oh, I can't believe it. it must be nice to have the church just give you a house. My family had to, you know, work so hard to have our little plot Cut. of land. And th- they start, they go right into the kitchen and they're like going through the cabinets and right. stuff. And this is when I think Mary and Keisha are like, oh, do no, you, like, do you need help looking for something? And they all like close all their, dra- <laughs> like all their cabinets and drawers at the same time. And they're like, oh my God, all the kids are here. Yeah. And I, I'm just going to say this now because we don't really need to get into it. But like a lot of the rest of the episode is the kids like kind of standing Sabotaging. Guard. Right. Like the, the church ladies' plans. Like they all yeah. retreat to their rooms because these women want to, they don't, they not only want to be nosy and stupid around the house, but they want to go in the kids' rooms, which is we, like yeah. weird. So they like turn the doorknobs of like every, like the bathroom, Mary and Lucy's room, uh, Ruthie's room, and Simon's room. And while all of this is taking place, um, we get conversations between each of the Camden kids and their like Hamilton kid counterpart, counterpart talking about what they're going to do now that the babies are coming. So the first one of those is Ruthie and Lynn. Yeah. Because they're hiding in the bathroom because the church ladies are like going to go through the medicine cabinet yeah, if someone's not in there. They like look at the laundry basket. <laughs> like, what are you... So after Ruthie and Lynn scare them away, Ruthie's like, well, you know... I'm no, I've never I, been the boss of anyone. Yeah, they're going to be like, these kids are going to... I'm going to be the boss. I've always been bossed around. Which is not true. I feel like Ruthie's the boss of that house. <laughs> And Lynn is like, oh, that's cool. And basically this ends. She's like, you can come over and boss them around with me sometime. Uh, we go to Mary and... Uh, Simon and oh, Nigel. Simon, Simon and Nigel are next. Uh, and they talk about how, like, they missed when Ruthie and Lynn were babies, like, holding them and... But they're also... Well, it starts out... It ends that way, but yeah. it starts with them complaining, like, oh, when I looked at Lynn's face and I, when I looked at Ruthie's face the first time, I knew, they like, she was going to be trouble... Um, and like kind I of knew just like you were yeah. trouble when you walked in. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> um, so But it anyway, ends with like, but then they end and they're like, Oh, I kinda do miss like, you know, Simon's like, Yeah, and she used to follow me everywhere and like thought I was like cool or whatever, which I still feel like happens, but he's like, Oh, but I miss holding like, you know, she looks up to me and like it was that was a good part of having like a new baby in the house kind of thing. So I think we're so slowly we're getting that all the kids are feeling a little bit better about having um, somebody come in. The last conversation is between Mary and uh, Keisha. Keisha. Mary basically says, like, she doesn't seem to have any reservations whatsoever. She's like, I love the fact that we're going to have babies are so cute. They do, like, such weird things. Talks about how Ruthie, like, once pulled out a chunk of Simon's hair. Which I don't think it's very cute at all. No, but, but, like, that's what she did, and it was great. Mary's just happy it wasn't her hair, I guess. Uh, and Keisha's like, I only want one kid. And Mary's like, no, I really, like, being... I think, yeah, being in a big family makes me want to have a big family. Etc. Uh, as I said, like while all this go- is going on, church ladies are snooping. Uh, Mrs. Beaker is. Eventually, they get them to go back downstairs and into uh, where the party is going on. So during the party, we have first of all. I just want to get to mittens during the party. Right, right. So the entire. I'm just going to cover it. Yeah, all, now the entire time. 
She's taking out a bottle of cough syrup and drinking from it very openly. Yeah, like Annie yeah. sees it, Patricia sees it. Another one of the she when when one of the older church ladies isn't looking, she pours it in her glass right. and like she's like drugging this woman now. And everybody's just like okay All right. with it. And at one point they're sitting. She's sitting next to Patricia and she passes the bottle. Like they're passing it around like it's like a forty or something. Like, I, and, and I just was like, why, <laughs> why? <laughs> Why? Why is this okay? Why is nobody like? We do get like Mayor, um, Annie questioning her. Be like, you don't have a cough, and she's like, yes, that it's means working. it's working. But, but everybody I mean, else is down with the down with the scissor. Uh, I know. I guess so. Um, trying to liven up the party. So the other storyline with the baby shower, which I read the wrong way until it was like I think everybody read the wrong way until it was. I cleared think it up. was meant to be yeah. that way because of what was going on at the same. Time. I didn't get the name of this other older church lady. I don't think she was given a name. Yeah, but this other older church lady kind of like takes. She looks at Patricia and immediately, like every time she looks at Patricia, she asks, asks Patricia to get her something. So like at first it's a glass of water, then it's another glass of punch, then it's and more cookies. cookies. And we get the impression that she thinks that Patricia works for Annie and isn't Annie's friend. And obviously the connotations of that are because Patricia is black and therefore... She, yeah, it's racist. It's racist. It's, 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 it's blatant like she, racism. She, yeah. And the thing that bothered me the most about this is by the second time that this other um, old lady uh, churchgoer um, like is asking Patricia for things, Annie realizes what's up. And, and no one says anything. I think say more anything. than one. I think well, more than one person. Well, I think a lot of people start looking, and they're like, "Mittens also notices." Yeah, and Mittens, who's been very vocal about the fact that she hates everything, <laughs> um, like has, doesn't say a thing either. She's just kind of. Well, she dr- tries to drug. <laughs> she just try. Yeah, she does. She does subtly. She tries to drug the woman. And so I wrote down racism in big cap lock, caps, caps lock, caps, in, in your handwriting, in my handwriting, with an exclamation point. Um, and this continues on throughout the episode, and we get this theme of racism back when we finally go back to the men of the family. They are at a restaurant. It is a new restaurant. They've never been there before, and we learn later that they're there because they got some coupons, but. They're sitting there, and they're kind of having... Well, first, it's just the reverends at the table, and they're having... And we learn that the rev is really nervous, and yeah. he's like, oh, no. Well, like, he has a very strange conversation where he's like, what if they're dumber than the rest of the kids, and the kids make fun of them? Or what if they're smarter? And, and they then, mock the other the kids. kids. Uh, um, in the meantime, on the opposite side, where uh, John and Matt are playing pinball, they also have their conversation, where Matt's like, I think I should move out. Uh, I should take on more. It's going to be crazy in the house. I should take on, like, be more responsible for myself. And uh, John's like, no, like, you're the, you're the, your mom and dad's go-to guy. He's you, like the thruple. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to, like, stay here um, and, like, you need to stay and, like, be the lookout. Yeah, There's they're more of them. like, they're so lucky to have you. you exactly. This is a bad time for you to move out. So this kind of, so they go, and another scene, it cuts back to the baby shower, cuts back to this, but... They are sitting and they're bringing their food comes out, but the waiter only gives them only gives Rev Cam and Matt their food, and they're like, okay, like you know, he's only got two hands. Right, right. We'll wait until your food gets here to start eating because it's the polite thing to do. And you realize very quickly that this guy is not going to bring out the like their food anytime soon, and he won't even look at yeah. Reverend Hamilton. Like he's like trying to get the guy's attention, and he won't even turn around. And again, what we have is. Blatant racism. Um, th- I think we can just continue talking about this. Yeah, I know we said scene no by scene, point. but yeah, like we're just kind of this. Yeah, all right, we got it. We got it. It's cool. We 
Doing it on the fly. Off the cuff. <laughs> um, so when we get back to the restaurant, food still hasn't arrived. Uh, the Rev and Matt have not, like, touched their food either. And they finally, Reverend Hamilton goes up to the guy and, like, t- taps him on the shoulder so, like, he can't pretend that he yeah. can't see him. And he's like, um, I'd like to have a word with you or when something. When you have a second. Yeah. So he comes over and Reverend Hamilton is like, Where's our food? Uh, our, and now also he's like, take their meals back too because now they've sat here and their food is cold because they were waiting for our food to arrive. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I guess we'll, uh, I'll see what's going on. Like, maybe if you're not happy with the service, you shouldn't be here. And he's like, well, when you're coming back with our food, bring your manager. He's like, I'll see what I can do. Uh, and he's being very like rude and very obvious about his feelings about serving uh, Rev ha- Hamilton, Rev Ham, Rev Heaven, Rev Cam. I just noticed that. Yeah, Sorry, Rev Ham and Rev Cam. But Rev Ham and John, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we get a brief moment here where the Rev, like where Matt's like, that's weird. Like, why is he being so rude? And John's like, you know why he's being like this is not. Yeah, there there is a very well, again, like, gather, singular like, reason. We gather from the first in the season one episode five, the color of God one. John has obviously experienced like all like racism throughout his life, the right. way he acts. Um, so like he's like it's like he's not his first time, you know, not, not around the block. Around the know. block, yeah, I don't know. Living in the society, I guess. Yeah, um, and. We get the next real, like, thing happening in this moment is, again, we don't have, like, Rev Cam. Rev Cam just is, like, it makes me so angry. Great, but, and like, ma- he doesn't, like, do it. Again, we don't have anybody saying anything. It's kind of, they're just sitting by and letting these things happen. Finally, the manager shows up, and we, the manager immediately takes the side of his waiter. And he's like, I have the right to refuse service to anyone. Um, and also, like, the waiter actually brings out the food, but it's not what they ordered, and it's cold. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you can just leave if you don't want to be here. And then, yeah, and then, like, John was like, you're making me jump to conclusions that are, like, illegal in 1999. Right. Um, and he's like, you can leave if you want to. And then he, like, points to the sign again about, like, refusing service. Well, he service. tells them he's going to call the police. And they were like, well, yeah, this is what you're doing is illegal, so call the police. See how far it gets you. Well, the, what I wanted to point out here is the Rev is finally, like, I can't st- like uh, like stand by and, or sit down and let anything happen. He's like, I need to stand up with you and like some. He solidarity. Says, yeah, he says, I want to stand in solidarity with you. So they both stand up and they're both like, Yeah, call the police. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we're we're like not going anywhere until yeah. we get served here. Um, so this guy, this idiot, calls the police because he doesn't know what he's doing is illegal. Apparently. Yeah, and or he thinks he's gonna like the police are for some reason gonna like side with him. Yeah. Um, Read, be white. white. Exactly. I guessed before it happens that it's probably gonna be Sergeant Michaels, and it is Sergeant Michaels that shows up. Um, Sergeant Michaels comes in. He's like, "What's the problem here?" So Rev Ham and Rev Cam explain, and he. He's the one in this episode that he's like, oh, so you're being racist to the manager. And the manager's pretty quiet at this time, at this point because he's like, well. <laughs> well, I got, I got, done got caught. caught. I done, yeah, he, he did, basically. I don't think he has anything to say at this point. And, uh, oh, I think Sergeant Michaels basically says something. Oh, like, he says, can, yeah, can you afford to keep this restaurant and be a racist? racist because the- they're like, this could be a result in a lawsuit, yeah. which is like, whole lot of money so like there's you know oh, sergeant michaels is like i read about a settlement there's something that happened pretty like recently 120k in the news. yeah 
So then, like, while they're while the manager's just being silent, Rev Ham and Rev Cam are like, oh, Rev Cam's like, what are you going to do with the money? Yeah. And then, like, John's like, maybe I'll go to grad school or take a vacation. And, like, they're spend, spending their, their earnings from the lawsuit. Um, and he's like, what do you want? And he, they like, were like, we want to be respectful. Ser- yeah, service. Like, good service. We want you to make our food again, give us the right order, and let us eat. Um and like be like good to us. And then also what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell all of my parishioners about this place and John's going to tell all of his friends and you're going to any of your leftover food is going to come to our foods uh, meals on wheels. Uh, and they're like and everybody who comes here that that we refer like you're going to serve them the same way that you would serve any other customer. So good for them. I guess one, one thing that bothered me was Sergeant Michaels was like, yeah, he's a minister. And I'm like, it shouldn't matter what he does. He should be served anyway. I don't yeah. care. Like, if he's got money and he's there and when he's ready to pay for the food and they're a, a restaurant, right, right. it doesn't matter. Like, you shouldn't feel extra guilty because you're being racist to a minister. You should just be, oh, like, you just shouldn't be racist to anyone. I also, uh, what I really appreciate in this and what we'll see in the next scene, I feel like a lot of the times what we see is the Rev and, like, the rest of the Camdens kind of coming to the rescue of the people that are in trouble or the victims but in this case it was very much I will stand alongside with you and not like I'm going to speak on your behalf this very much is uh, Rev Rev Ham and John's fight and they are able to have this conversation like themselves right and when and when like because you would think when the waiter's just ignoring them you would think that like Rev Cam might be like excuse me come over to our table and then like the guy would listen because it's like a white man asking but, um, like, I do really appreciate that ch- I was afraid that the show would try to do, like, another white savior thing. But it was very much, I'm standing, like you said, in solidarity with you. I'm going to be there to support you, and I'm going to be your ally here. But I'm not going to, like, speak on top of you. Yeah. Uh, and they very much defended themselves in this and, like, took, not even defended, like, did what they needed to do and spoke their piece and their words. And we see that happen again when we're back at the party. Because Patricia says to the woman who is, like, treating her, like, you know, the help. Yeah. Is the, uh, She's like, do you not understand that I am here as Annie's friend? I don't work here. Yeah. And she goes, of course I understand. Well, maybe that's why they didn't, maybe that's, but, like, you would think in a situation like that, other people would be, like, out, like, be yeah. like get, like, what's wrong with you? Um, so, like, I guess maybe they were trying to do that. Like, they have their own voice, and this is, like, their, you know, their, their fight. Right. Um, and they, they're totally capable of... Because I think, I think, which is really good, because I feel like sometimes people, like, even now, especially now, yeah. um, like, mix the line of, like, when they should, when they're, what being an ally means. Yeah. Right? Like, what standing in solidarity means. It doesn't mean speaking on behalf of somebody else. Yes. It means kind of stepping back and listening and then being there when they need them. Yes. Uh, so, so. Yeah. So the, uh, the Camden said that. They're actually, wow, I guess I have to take back what I said before in the last episode about no progression. There is character growth here and character development. So anyway, this old woman who has been treating like Patricia like crap is like, oh, tries to compare being black with being old. Um, Which I did not appreciate. Yeah. She, she's. She's like, oh, I get, you know, I just, you were the first person I made eye contact with and you smiled and you have such a beautiful smile. 
and I was just happy to have a friend here because she's like an older, older woman. She's like in Mitten's age range. Yeah, she. I think she'd even be a little bit older. So like, she she's not like with snooping with the church ladies the whole time. She's kind of just like sitting the whole time. So she's like, it was just it's, it's just so nice to have a friend, and like I just wanted to keep seeing your smile. She's, and then she's like, I married a black man well, in 1938. Bef- before she says this, I just want to go back to the being black, yeah. being old thing, because she says, you know, as an older woman, like as an elderly woman, I get like, I'm, I'm treated as an outcast. Nobody really wants to talk to me. They ignore that I'm there. I'm treated like I'm invisible. Which and, is a, th- I, mean, I mean, that's also a, a good thing. Like yes. older pe- elderly people do frequently like that's a huge you know that gets yeah they get they get cast aside they get put into homes or like once you know once you're old you don't want to be seen like people think that they should not be seen anymore yeah um so i get that comparison i just didn't think it was the right time to make that comparison it's not a comparison that should be made exactly she should have just said i like you know i appreciate the fact that you were nice to me you would talk to me and and she should have ended it there and that's it but what she says is, I... Right, like you were saying. I married a black man in 1938. Back when it was illegal. And, like, now, like, it's encouraged. And I was... Or no, he, no she doesn't say it's encouraged. She yeah. said, and now it's, like, now it's illegal to not allow that to happen. Yeah. yeah. And she makes a really good point. She's like, I don't think, like, we can... I, I don't care about looking at the progress as it comes to, like, legally speaking or the laws. I think you look at progress when you look Every outside. Day. And you see the changes in, like, what's happening in your neighborhood and who's there and who's doing what. And I was like, great. This this is a good scene. Um, this, End scene. Yeah, this like tur- this turned into something. It was good. I thought it was going to be very bad, but it was great. I yeah. mean, not great, but it was good. Um, <laughs> I also want to point out because I wrote this down, but I think in um, while Mittens is making her side comments and uh, Annie is I'm sipping the scissors, yeah, and, and like Annie's like kind of sitting back. And seeing like what we what she thinks is racism happening, uh, she she goes, I have my pepper spray if you want to use it. <laughs> oh yes, which if you recall, <laughs> mittens with the pepper spray consistency and the. So then I think the door the doorbell rings, and Annie answers it, and yes. it, it is Bobby and his mother. Yes, and she's like, you need to like get your daughter out here because she needs to apologize for threatening my son. And Annie is like, excuse me, he needs to apologize for, like, talking about her underwear. And this woman who is the raising a misogynist and yes. doesn't even, she doesn't even care about it yeah. is just like, well, maybe your daughter needs to wear the shorts that the school, well, like, she, regulates that, like, girls in skirts have to wear. She also says, um, this is what it's about. You want my son to apologize for teasing? Everybody teases everyone. Oh, that too. That's another like, thing that shouldn't be read. And I think they shouldn't have called it teasing. I think they should have called it bullying, first of all. But second of all... No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, this, we should stop reinforcing that this is a fact of life. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, they are like, and yeah, Annie's like, no, like maybe your son like, should start. Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Your son's got an underwear problem. problem. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like about to like get at it, but then Patricia's like, good seeing you, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and like closes the door on her face. And then Annie immediately starts, oh, because all the women were, like, all the nosy women are loving this. Like, Annie's, like, fighting with this woman about, like, her daughter's underwear. Uh, and yeah, because the woman says maybe your daughter shouldn't have been flashing. Oh, it's like, yeah. and Ruthie is eight seven. or yeah, seven, yeah. yeah. Or eight, yeah. But, like, really? She's playing on the swings. Like, <laughs> she, she's going around flashing the whole town. Um, God. So... They, so then Annie immediately starts to fake labor uh, to get all of the women to leave. And obviously because 
this is their weakness. They're like, oh my god, we have to go. So they leave. <laughs> they run. Yeah. They left their belongings, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, so Patricia was great because she's like, Mrs. Hinkle has a ride, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. guess we only care about mittens. mittens. <laughs> yeah. I hope mittens got home. So- oh, oh, that's the jo- it was a joke about her drinking the cough syrup. Right, all- exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so um, I think what uh, the next real thing that happens, it's later on in the evening, and... Uh, finally Ruthie has decided that she has to go to her other older brother, Matt. Uh, and she's like, she tells Matt all about, you know, this other kid, what, what Bobby did and how like Mary fucked up. Right. And yeah. went and fell in love with like a trip instead of fighting. So we have rally the troops. Yes, again. We have another fight, but this time it's only the Camdens and only the trips. There's no Hamilton. Minus Lucy. Because yeah. It's been so nice to forget about her. Uh, the Hamiltons have all gone home now. Uh, so we get there and Everybody's out in the backyard. So we have, um, I don't remember the oldest kid's name. Uh, I feel like it's Arnold. No, uh, whatever. It's all of it. So there's four brothers and their dog. And then there's the four Camdens that are left and their dog. And we find out that uh, his old, um, Bobby's oldest brother uh, is in college with Matt. And they take a class together and like it's econ or something. He's like, oh, you, Matt's like, you set the curve, right? Do you think you could help me? With Econ. And he's like, yeah. And then Matt, and actually the first thing that Mary and the other, his name is Mark. Mark Mark and Mary, like, they don't even talk. They just go over and sit on, like, this, like, beautiful lawn furniture, like a love seat. Yeah. Uh, And, um. He has his hand on her knee. It's very intimate. So then Ruthie is still like, I still want to fight. So her and Simon and then Bobby and the Simon's age. Daryl. Um, start, I really didn't, I was like, I don't care about these kids' names. Um, they start fighting. And then Matt and the oldest brother pull, pull them apart, and it's like, oh, okay. Like, every, everyone's cool now. Like, stop fighting, kids. And then, well, oh, wait, he's, she's like, tell him to, st- like, apologize for te- teasing me about my underwear. And the oldest brother's like, are you serious? This is what this is about? Well, she go, well because uh, Bobby goes, I'd rather die. And he's like, well, then you're dying. Well, you're, you're not, like, you have to apologize. You're the one that's wrong. Yeah. Um, and then... He goes, well, she should have, uh, Bobby goes, well, she keeps on threatening me and my, uh, and our family. And Matt says, well, you can't do that. So like. Apo- so everyone apologizes, apologizes and they're like, okay, so we cool? We cool. Uh, <laughs> they get like, all, everybody's like pulled apart. The Camdens are like practically back in the house. They're yeah, like on the Yeah, because Mary, Mary is pulled back and Mark is pulled back. And he goes, uh, I think the oldest one goes, oh, by the way, good luck with like the new baby being born. And what, like, I think Daryl goes, yeah, is this like 14 or 15? Um, and then they're like, oh, you know, he's a, you know, they're, that's, it's, it's a, a minister. minister. And I was like, does that mean he's like having sex all the time? And, and I don't whatever. know what the hell that means. Yeah. I mean, he is having sex all the time, but yeah, like, but, I don't know. <laughs> but this is what sets them all over the edge. The, well, I mean, they've been defensive like this before. Like when, when Lucy was like embarrassed that Annie was pregnant, right. like they get, they're like, leave us alone, <laughs> which I mean, it is, you know. Whatever. Right. It's, it's their like it's their family. Whatever they they're gonna do, what they're gonna do. Um, and so they attack. Like there's the battle cry, and then they all attack each other. So you have Bobby and Mary, Simon. No, sorry, Bobby, Bobby and, and Ruthie. Ruthie, Simon and Daryl, uh, Mark and Mary. Um, and <laughs> you looked. You were like it. Just looks like they're making out. It does. Just it, well. It looked like. By the end of it, it looked like everybody was just, was just on each other, everybody yeah. else. And Matt and the oldest guy, sorry, cannot remember his name. <laughs> um, and then that's how the scene fades to black. Well, 
Right. Then we have on the other side of the house, because this is the backyard, on the porch, we have the Camerons having a heart-to-heart about... How things are going to change. Again, bringing like the whole episode together. together yeah. Things are going to change. It will, it's, it'll be okay. We'll figure it out. Like, it'll be, you know, kind of just be like, it's going to happen. Yeah, I didn't, like, the Rev was like... I'm realizing we don't have any space and maybe we don't have any money. And it's. Right, it, I was like, this is something you should have thought about nine months ago. <laughs> yeah. This is too late. It's, this is you, too too late. You, have you not heard of family planning or uh, any of this? Yeah. Aren't you a, don't you counsel people? Well, about this reverend? stuff? Like, come on. Yeah. So. Uh, and then we go back to, and then he's like, oh, why is the house so quiet? And we, like, go back to the backyard where everybody is still fighting. And yeah. that is it. Bye-bye. <laughs> Episode end. No, um, so I'm rating this a five out of seven. Yeah, I think I think I want to do, I kind of want to give this like a six, 6.5. I don't think I've given anything a 6.5. No, no, that's a first. That, that would be a first. I, for, I forget what our ratings are anymore. I just know seven's Ruthie and like six, one is Lucy. Six is Matt. Um, oh. Five, I think, is Mary. Four is Simon. Okay, and then the parents Three, are. Annie. Two, Rev. One, Lucy. Yeah. So, I think we're gonna have to change our rating system. It's uh, pretty soon. Oh, who do you think we're gonna have to bump? You think we're gonna bump Annie up and Simon down? I'm. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Also, but I, I think I'm Simon, okay with Simon Simon's right like, now. I'm okay with him, but he's not like. Uh, he's he's just kind of around. We need also, more of him and Dina. Then maybe we'll like him or dislike him more. Um, I was thinking maybe Matt. Like Matt might have to change places with Mary. But oh, yeah. I think Mary needs to spend more time. She apart keeps from getting Lucy. sucked into yeah. Lucy's. Craziness. And also, I know that you put Ruthie on top because you love her, but I do not agree anymore. Okay. But I. But I. But you to might keep in the, the sake, like to keep the consistency, I think we'll keep Ruthie on top for the rest of. Ever. Ever. For the rest. Okay. Uh, I think you know what I'm gonna give this. Six point five. I'm doing it. I'm doing Ooh. it. I'm doing it. I'm giving it a six point five. Put it in the book. You know what? Because I think everything that was everybody that did something wrong was called out on it. Like, yeah. And I don't think I've seen that happen before. It was it was way better than the Color of God episode. Maybe yeah. they got backlash from that, and then they were like, okay, we have to we have to fix yeah uh, what we did. This is also the last time we see the Hamilton family all together. Yes. Any time the rest of the Hamiltons come back, they are prob- they're back like singularly or I think we mostly pairs. just see Nigel and John. So. So. Yep. Um, I think, do you have a best Camden for this episode? Um, hmm, Ruthie for the asserting that, I, I just say the same I thing should, every right, time. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with that, because, I think, a little bit. I mean, Matt, like, the rest of them didn't really play into Anything. the story, like the, like the racism storyline, so... Um, yeah, I'm gonna go they, with Ruthie too, too. For being like, yeah, I'm not wearing shorts because you want to look at my underwear. Yeah, don't look at my underwear. Don't look at my underwear. Just don't exactly. do it. Just don't do the thing that's wrong. <laughs> right, that's easy. So okay, um, well, the things th- we will probably post stuff about this fight on our social media, which you can get uh, by liking us on Facebook, Camden Cast, or following us on Twitter at Camden Cast Show or Instagram at Camden Cast Show. Um, otherwise, obviously, listen to us every Wednesday and Saturday on iTunes or SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, review. Thank you for listening, everyone. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this was Camp Cast. Bye.